0: Today is Tuesday, February 28th, and you're listening to the Morning Announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host Sammy Sage, and the Morning Announcements is your daily 5-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is: our government. This episode is brought to you by Delune. Did you know that ibuprofen was designed by and for men in the 1950s, and that women were excluded from clinical trials until 1993? It's outrageous that there hasn't been more innovation when it comes to managing the pain of menstrual cycles. DeLune is changing that with dietitian formulated solutions that relieve symptoms while actually supporting cycle health. A newly unsealed legal filing from Dominion Voting System's defamation lawsuit against Fox News has revealed new depths of Rupert Murdoch's involvement with the network's editorial decisions during the 2020 election and after. When he was deposed last month, Murdoch said under oath that he seriously doubted any claim of massive election fraud from the beginning, and conceded that Fox News was, quote, "...trying to straddle the line between spewing conspiracy theories, yet calling out the fact that they are actually false." And it wasn't just Murdoch who knew it. Fox's chief legal and policy officer said in his deposition that he too was aware that hosts were broadcasting falsehoods. The filings also reiterate the extent to which this was a profit-driven decision, and that extent is the fullest. In one example, Murdoch confirmed that he could tell Fox to stop running certain advertisers, specifically the MyPillow guy, Mike Lindell, who was not only a guest on Fox, but also pays the network a lot of money for advertising. According to Rupert, they don't stop running Mike Lindell because, quote, it's not red or blue, it's green. Perhaps the most salient revelation, though, is that during the 2020 campaign season, Murdoch gave Jared Kushner early access to Biden's campaign ads, ones which are going to air on Fox before they were public. Possibly the only thing more valuable at the time would have been Hunter Biden's laptop itself. So you may be wondering, when will we find out if Fox is actually going to have to pay Dominion $1.6 billion? As of now, unless there's a settlement, a five-week trial is scheduled to start on April 17th. And a quick aside, yesterday's Extra Extra episode for subscribers was a full deep dive into the history of Fox News and their three-decade journey from a credible conservative-leaning news source to a purveyor of tinfoil hats. There's a seven-day free trial on Apple Podcasts, or search for Morning Announcements Extra Extra in your Spotify search. While we're on the coup yesterday the FBI arrested a man known as the Sedition Panda, a.k.a. the guy who wore a panda head to the Capitol on January 6th. His real name is Jesse James Rumson, and he was charged with multiple offenses, including assaulting, resisting, or impeding an officer, and engaging in physical violence in a restricted building. The FBI has video footage of him grabbing an officer's face shield and encouraging people to storm the Capitol, at one point yelling, get a ram. And that's how you know it was a right-wing insurrection. If this were California, people would think you were looking for an Aries. Yesterday, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis made his threat to take control of Disney's self-governing district into a legislative reality. As an open act of vengeance against Disney for opposing Florida's Don't Say Gay bill, DeSantis signed legislation yesterday that requires him to appoint the five-member board that oversees government services in Disney's theme park district. So they will replace the board members who were formally appointed by Disney. At the bill signing yesterday, DeSantis said, the corporate kingdom finally comes to an end. There's a new sheriff in town, and accountability will be the order of the day. The only magic left in this kingdom is that DeSantis has me feeling badly for a multi-billion dollar corporation. It's tough to keep track of the myriad fraudsters in Congress these days, but for once we have a smidgen of a mea culpa from one of them. Representative Andy Ogles, the one who lied about being an economist and investigating international sex crimes, acknowledged yesterday that he misstated his college major by saying that he received a degree in international relations from Middle Tennessee State University when his degree was actually in something called liberal studies. Interestingly, that's what his school calls a general degree for someone who can't pick a major. Also notable is that he did his first three years of college from 1990 to 1993, but didn't complete it until 2007 over the internet. Ogles did not, however, address his claim to be an economist, when in reality we now know he only took one community college economics course and he got a c actually quite on brand for the party of trickle-down economics in a quick reversal from last friday the epa has cleared norfolk southern to resume shipments of contaminated liquid and soil out of east palestine ohio to other locations in the us On Saturday, officials in Texas and Michigan were surprised when hazardous waste arrived for disposal in their states, saying that they had not received any warning. That's just America. If no one's flying migrants across the country, they're playing hot potato with toxic waste. Meanwhile, residents of East Palestine who are pursuing class actions have asked a federal judge to block Norfolk Southern from removing the wrecked rail cars from the crash site, saying that it will destroy evidence of the company's liability. According to lawyers for East Palestine residents, Norfolk Southern said last week that they plan to have the wreckage removed by March 1st and only make it available for inspection for two days. I don't know about you, but I haven't seen a company be this quick about their environmental cleanup in quite a while. And finally for today, the Supreme Court said yesterday that they will hear a case ruling on the constitutionality of funding the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. The court will examine an appeals court decision which held that the Bureau's funding is not constitutional, as it's not subject to congressional appropriations. Instead, the CFPB was designed to be funded by the Federal Reserve, after it was created in 2011 as a response to the 2008 financial crisis and was tasked with ensuring fair treatment of consumers by banks and financial institutions. And they're not the only agency that's funded this way. The FDIC, which ensures that you can't lose everything in your checking account if your bank goes under, is also not subject to congressional appropriations. So now the greater concern is that a Supreme Court ruling could invalidate other CFPB rules and jeopardize the funding of other regulatory bodies. Would be great if we could just keep them away from all bodies, generally speaking. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements, and thanks again to our partner, Daloon. Daloon creates effective, drug-free supplements for period cramps, PMS, and optimal cycle health, so you can get the relief you need naturally and start feeling like your best self. I've been taking Daloon for the past two months, and I've already noticed that my cramps were much less severe this past cycle, and I did not have to rely on my usual combination of OTC painkillers and a heating pad. So if you want to try it, of course we have an offer for you. Get 23% off your first order of full cycle hormonal support by DeLoon at cyclehealth.com announcements. And if DeLoon isn't the right match for you, your money back is guaranteed. That's cyclehealth.com announcements. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.